Welcome to the MSK Minute Podcast by Basics of Ortho, where the aim is to boost your musculoskeletal knowledge and improve your confidence in evaluating and caring for musculoskeletal conditions. Join me for casual discussions on musculoskeletal anatomy and biomechanics, various conditions, and other topics related to or being a physician assistant in orthopedics. We will also pick the brains of several interesting guests from time to time. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host and longtime PA in orthopedics, Jason Coggins. Before we get started today, I do want to take a minute and recognize our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, QXMD. QXMD builds mobile solutions that drive evidence-based medicine and clinical practice. Check out their READ app for easy access to research personalized for you and their other app, Calculate, for over 500 easy-to-use decision support tools. You can use these every day in clinic. Try them today at qxmd.com forward slash apps. Again, if you didn't catch that, it's qxmd.com forward slash apps. I personally find Reed a wonderful resource in preparation for and researching for the Musculoskeletal Minute podcast. For each episode that I do use research gathered through Reed, you'll be able to access that research and the articles through my Musculoskeletal Minute collection in Reed, and you'll get the link to that using our show notes. You can also find it on the website at basicsofortho.com. Hey there, orthopedic enthusiasts. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me. Last week's episode number 31 was part three of a four-part series on developing a differential diagnosis based on location. In parts one through three, we discussed anterior, lateral, and posterior sources of hip pain. In today's part four or four segment, we will be discussing those red flag conditions that require prompt recognition, diagnosis, and specialist treatment. Thanks again for joining me, and let's get started. So these conditions for each location are not an exhaustive list, guys, but they are the more common conditions that will present in an outpatient setting. Uh, Again, that's an outpatient setting. So... While I didn't mention in these more of the red flag conditions, uh, as they don't present very often, um, they should never be discounted and should always be considered whenever somebody presents with hip pain in any of these three locations. Um, So I do want to run over those. uh, And so the following are some of the conditions um, that you want to, Be mindful of that are more emergent conditions, but you can generally get a good idea about those from a good history and physical exam clues. Um, So let's delve into those just a little bit. So the emergent conditions that should be ruled out in all cases. Uh, And in most cases, again, this can be done through a good history. So number one is a fracture. Now, when I say fracture, Uh, This could be a fracture of the proximal femur, uh, including the head, the neck, or the uh, inter- or trochanteric uh, region. This can be a fracture of the pelvis, uh, including the acetabulum, or inferior and superior pubic rami, or the symphysis. But in any case, uh, you generally don't have a fracture unless there's a trauma. And with fractures, there's typically severe pain. There's an inability to weight bear. Uh, If it's displaced, particularly in the case of femoral neck fractures or intertrochanteric fractures, there's usually a deformity. uh, And there's pain with a a log roll. Simply, that's the patient with their leg out straight, and you just 
rotate it uh, internally and externally. If that elicits significant pain, then that's a, a, a good indicator of a possible fracture. Um, your definitive diagnosis is going to be made through x-rays in most cases. But if there is an occult fracture that's non-displaced, you really have to have um, a, a short um, fuse for this. You, you, you don't want to miss a non-displaced occult hip fracture and send them out and then have them displaced because you know, treatment can differ very um, significantly. So if the patient has the history for a fracture and you don't see anything on x-ray, you need to find out for sure that they don't have a fracture. And that can be done best with an MRI. Um, not a CT scan, but an MRI. You know, CT scans miss some of these occult fractures. They don't show edema in the bone that the x-ray show or that the MRI shows. Um, excuse me. So I would recommend MRI over CT uh, for diagnosis of occult hip fractures. So secondly, you, you generally won't miss a dislocation. Um, but again, similarly to fracture, there's, there's a trauma um, that has caused the injury. And most commonly, it's posterior dislocation. But uh, from an exam standpoint, you'll usually have a deformity. Uh, frequently, that the leg is shortened. Uh, it's flexed. Uh, the hip is flexed. The knee is flexed. And there's internal rotation. Um, You'll see this more frequently with prosthetic hips, folks that have had hip replacements, um, more so than you know the native hip folks. But x-rays are your diagnostic uh, tool there. Uh, thirdly, infection. Anybody that presents with um, acute onset of severe hip pain that has had fever, uh, exquisite pain with weight-bearing or motion, um, they you want to know if they've had any recent infection, whether or not they're immunocompromised. You want to know whether or not they're IV drug user. You want to know their sexual history. Um, you can't uh, forget that gonococcal infection. Um, you do want to get x-rays to rule out other things. Um, then you can go to uh, advanced imaging with either ultrasound or MRI to see if there's a joint effusion. And if there is, uh, you need to aspirate that to get the diagnosis. Fourthly, uh, in the red flag uh, conditions is cauda Now, cauda you usually think about this, uh, you know, just kind of more as just general lower extremity. But in terms of the buttock uh, and posterior thigh pain, you don't want to forget about cauda So you always want to ask about low back pain. You want to ask if it goes into the legs. But you can't rule it out if it doesn't go into the legs. If it's early on or a developing cauda they may just have low back and buttock pain. I have seen this not very often, but I've seen it. Um, you always want to ask about the, uh, the, the classic saddle paresthesias, the bowel or bladder dysfunction, the weakness, and uh, you want to check uh, deep tendon uh, reflex abnormalities and strength abnormalities. Um, but if you suspect cauda then you have to get um, an MRI of that lower back to make sure that it is or isn't. Um, and if you're, you know, if you go by the textbook, uh, you should check the uh, the uh, sphincter tone as well, anal sphincter tone. And then the final red flag 
uh, condition that I'll mention is malignancy. And the questions that you can ask that can um, increase or decrease your suspicion of this are whether or not uh, they have night pain, night sweats, uh, whether or not they've had any significant weight loss. You want to know their personal uh, cancer history, uh, specifically if they've had uh, BLT with kosher pickle. Uh, what is BLT with kosher pickle? Um, that's a mnemonic that I learned somewhere. I can't remember where. It's been so long. For uh, the cancers that frequently metastasize the bone. So um, B is breast, L is lung, T is thyroid. Uh, kosher pickle, or the K, is uh, kidney. And then pickle was prostate. So breast, lung, thyroid, kidney, and prostate cancers. Um, you specifically want to know about those. Um, other questions you want to make sure they ask, are they a smoker? That can lead you to the, the lung cancer. Um, and just a higher incidence of cancer in general in smokers. But you want to x-ray um, you know, the hip and femur. Uh, and uh, if there is something, you want to use advanced imaging with uh, MRI with and without contrast. So that concludes our red flag symptoms, that conclude, or red flag conditions, and that concludes our evaluation of hip pain algorithm uh, based on location. So I hope that has helped. I uh, hope it hasn't confused. I know it's a lot of information, but um, I want to leave you with some take-home points uh, regarding hip pain evaluation. Uh, and I came across these in an article in the Journal of Family Practice um, from 2003. It was an article titled Evaluation and Management of Hip Pain and Algorithm- Algorithmic Approach. And it was by Dr. Catherine Margo. And she said, Uh, You want to start off by determining whether uh, pain is located in the anterior, lateral, or posterior hip. Uh, As the site varies, so does the etiology. And that's what we've talked about here today. Uh, Besides location, you want to consider sudden versus insidious onset, motions and positions that reproduce pain, predisposing activities, and effect of ambulation or weight-bearing. Those questions can have uh, or can be very leading. Um, Physical examination tests that elucidate range of motion, muscle strength, and pain replication will narrow the diagnostic search. Magnetic resonance imaging is usually diagnostic if plain x-rays and conservative therapy are ineffective. Again, that's MRI, not CT scan, unless a patient can't have an MRI. And then lastly, conservative measures and selective use of injection therapy uh, are usually effective. And by that, you know, they are effective in um, helping treat, but also helping in getting a diagnosis. Thank you again for joining me for part four of our four-part series on developing a differential diagnosis for hip pain based on location. If you didn't catch parts one through three on anterior, lateral, and posterior sources of hip pain, please check them out. I look forward to having you join me for the next episode of the MSK Minute by Basics of Ortho. Thank you again for joining me on today's podcast. I trust that you have found it valuable to your learning and practice, and maybe even a bit entertaining. Please join me for the next episode of the MSK Minute by Basics of Ortho. If you have found this podcast useful, 
I would be exceedingly grateful if you'd hit that subscribe button and leave a comment. Also, please consider visiting and subscribing to the website, basicsofortho.com, to get the latest updates and take advantage of all the great ortho-themed video content, blog articles, and more. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can do so through the website or jason at basicsofortho.com. Stay safe and see you next time.